Now, it's time for Modern Money Donuts with Stephen Hale and Gabrielle Bond. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Modern Money Donuts, a show about ecological economics and modern monetary theory. My name is Gabrielle Bond, and I am uh, an activist and organiser with the Sustainable Prosperity Action Group, and also I'm the CEO of Modern Money Lab, where I work with Stephen. How are you going? Hi, Gabby. How are you this evening? Yeah, good, thank you. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm, my name's Stephen Hale. I'm uh, an adjunct associate professor at Torrens University, as I say, every week, and an economist with Modern Money Lab. And we're really excited this evening because we have finally got with us on the show the man who has made Modern Money Lab possible. Um, That's true. Uh, one of uh, Australia's leading finance personalities until just a few days ago, Chief Investment Officer at Statewide Super. Uh, he can tell us in a few seconds uh, what his job title is now. It's great to have Con Michalakis with us on the show. How are you, Con? Great. Fantastic to be here, uh, Gabby and Stephen. It's uh, um, looking forward to this. Marvellous. How did you come to be a chief investment officer at a big uh, institution like Statewide Super? Oh, yes. So, so yes. So, so I was chief investment officer at Statewide Super for about 30 and a half years. And last week, we uh, finally merged with Host Plus, where I'll be deputy CIO. It's a $90 billion super fund or pension fund. It's an industry fund. So in other words, it's non-for-profit. So therefore, all the proceeds go to members. Um, I've been doing that. I started off as a mathematician, a statistician for my SIMS mm. and retrained in financial economics. Started off as a trader, ended up as a quant in portfolio management and asset consultant briefly, sometime as a market, a product person on the asset management. And then a good part of my career now has been working in a super fund in uh, as a CIO and now deputy CIO. What does that all mean? It means basically, as we know in Australia, you um, your wage goes into a super scheme and we invest that for members depending on what profile they want. And hopefully when they retire, they have a pot of money that they can use to draw down. And you've worked all over the world, haven't you, Con? Yes. Not just in Luckily, I'm born and raised in Adelaide, but I've lived in Sydney, London, New York, uh, spend a bit, a lot of time in, in Asia, uh, degree here in Adelaide, uh, master's degree out of, uh, in London, and then a postgraduate uh, diploma in financial strategy at Oxford. So, yeah, had a very wow. privileged, lovely life. Can't complain. Fantastic. And what made you just decide to go into finance? Um, well, we didn't know I was going to be a school teacher. I was going to be a maths teacher, I think. And uh, state me bank, too. Yeah, state. <laughs> I bank was going to be a maths teacher. <laughs> it um, would have been a great career too. Uh, I wish I was yeah. a teacher. But uh, basically, at the time, uh, finance was opening up, and they were looking for people with quantitative skills. Mm. And I was part of, luckily, part of that first wave. And then the careers taking you any which way you can, which is a lot like life. You, you start off doing something and you end up doing something else. It's part of the mm. journey, I think. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, we're very, we're so thrilled that you're working with us at Modern Money Lab. I wonder if you could tell us a bit about what your role is for our wonderful organisation. Okay, so, you know, things in life you get passionate about. 
and I and I've said this a lot to my fellow directors, particularly you two, and that is Modern Money Lab is filling a need. It really started when Stephanie Kelton was here at Adelaide University. So, mm. so Stephanie, thank you. Uh, this is this is the push that we needed. But basically, a frustration that the mainstream or what we learn at university in terms of economics, in terms of how society should be structured for the greater good, how mm. we deploy our resources, hasn't really been done well, in my opinion. So if I look at me, I did a maths degree, stats degree, classic hard science degree, and then I had to learn finance and economics. Well, I learned it through the prism of the, of the classical era of economics. The price mm. is right, this is how you allocate, markets tell you everything, resources are efficient, life goes on. Hmm. And you do that in your career. And so I grew up in the era of what they call modern portfolio management theory, financial economics, classic neoclassical economics, which Stephen would have had the same path. And then you start to see some hurdles, pot hurdles. For me, hmm. it was the original hmm. recession we had to have in the early 90s yeah. in Australia. The yeah. terrible Asian crisis in the late 90s, where mm. austerity was the way out, didn't work. Yeah. The dot-com yeah. era, the GFC, the Euro, the Euro disaster. I've obviously got Greek heritage watching a country pegged to a hard currency and still suffering to this day. Mm. Mm. And finally, here we are today. And I said, can we do a better job? And then out of nowhere is this thing called, you discover, called modern monetary theory where it basically takes these post-Keynesian ideas and adapts it for a sovereign nation with a fiat currency mm. that can issue mm. debt in its own name. Mm. And initially when I found it, I wanted to attack it. In fact, I jokingly <laughs> say with Stephen, I'm sure there are Twitter entries where I basically trolled him and said, this is a load of rubbish. And like all these things, <laughs> yeah. the truth hurts. I don't, I don't remember that, Con. I usually remember <laughs> what you're that. I don't remember the truth hurts. And the more you looked at it and pick holes, the more I struggled picking holes and basically mm. over time became a convert. And then mm. I started wondering, who's teaching this stuff? How are we learning this? And with the exceptions mm. of a few good schools around the world, including Australia, it's not really taught in mm. mainstream undergraduate or postgraduate environments at universities. So how are we going to learn these things? How do we learn about how you should think about the macro world, how bond markets function, how deficits yeah. work. Jokingly, I've heard you, I've heard you say um, you've you've talked about how the plumbing works, exactly. and I think that's a really good good metaphor because you have to know this stuff, otherwise you end up with a problem. Exactly. That's that's absolutely right, Gabby. The yeah. plumbing of the system, how the plumbing of deficits work, and how things are financed. The whole mm. concept of higher powered money concept of money. And so I got excited the more I read into it. And Stephen kindly lent me his book. I read mm -hmm. his book. I've read other, yep. uh, Ray's book, um, obviously uh, other papers. And, and to be honest, I've come out of this thinking, you know what, this is pretty good. And this, is, this needs to be taught. And that was my passion to see people get access via an educational institution that can teach you this. Yes. Furthermore, after doing this, we met Phil Lawn and the constraints yes. of ecological economics. So we've got two major things. How's the world structured? How to finance it via governments? How to operate within ecological constraints, which I'm still mm. learning. And the interface mm. of those two is mm. Modern Money Lab and hence mm. our degrees 
that are we that we're pushing through Torrens University and why I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I tell That's you, it's not just greenies who um, who realise that ecological constraints are a, a um, something that we need to pay more attention to. You know, um, people who I've talked to in my travels from all all different walks of life. I was talking to someone uh, last night actually at a at a function who. Um, was uh, works in defence intelligence, and he he gets this stuff. You know, he gets that we live in a closed system. We can't keep on growing forever. So, if you just what, think about it. Yeah, what's fascinating for me is um, how how does money work? How mm. does sovereign money work? But even if you're in, in the emerging markets, how to think about this? What are your constraints? How you should structure it? What mm. can society do? What are the real constraints of what you can do? And interestingly, you know, we are now going through an election and it's kind of depressing seeing yeah. the, to use the Stephanie Kelton line, the deficit myth, mm. hitting, hitting us hard and yeah. almost sleepwalking into talking into austerity yet again, mm. where we've had COVID and the whole world had this experiment of fiscal and guess what? You've got employment down. But then mm. what is secure employment? What does a job guarantee mean? Mm. And this is what this is what's genuinely exciting. It's I think it's innovative. I think it's disruptive to the established yeah. order. And yeah. it, you're right, it doesn't matter whether you're an activist, you're a finance person, you're a fund manager, you're a, a, a seasoned professional. If you want to understand how the world works, this is a degree often mm. online with a certificate right through to a master's and for the really super keen down the track a PhD as well, well, they can start yep. now. Yep. This will give you the ability to think, to think broadly across the economic spectrum. Economics is a broad church, but we only teach a really narrow part and I just want to see a, a broadening out of the thought base. And what will happen, I have no doubt about this, this will challenge the existing set and they will fight back because yeah. I was one of them. And we just want to put everyone on this journey. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. That's, that, yeah. I was less prominent than you, Com, but I was one too, once exactly. upon a time. Yeah. yeah. It didn't make me angry, it made me laugh initially. Stephanie was here in Adelaide and she said, I was, I was, I think, I'm not going to use her words, but she was also skeptical and did her research on, on, on how things were financed and bond pricing and all of that. And, mm, yeah. and she came out of it on the I think this is what's really interesting. Um, and we're not, we don't see enough of it in the discourse, in the media or in policy making or in economic yeah. thought yeah. or how resources should be allocated. And then it's kind of too convenient, isn't it, to stick with what, what um, the status quo is in terms of, you know, you have to um, uh, pay for things before you, before you spend. Yeah, the whole tabs versus stabs and, and how things work. The other thing is it's actually intellectually lazy to be just mm. stuck on a current mind. It broadens your thinking. It yeah. makes you a better person. It challenges your thinking. And I'm mm. into, there's a lot of parts in this degree that will challenge you. It will challenge you to the core, including me, who's, who, yeah. who sits on. But that's a good thing, right? That's called yeah. learning. And that's what <laughs> the journey we're on. And that's why I'm really pumped. I think this is really, really, really important to offer this globally. And Absolutely. we had uh, a media release go out from today from Torrance University. So that's um, a, a really great sign of confidence that they're excited about what we have to offer as well. 
And um, if just, I'll just put it out there. I know we say it every, every episode, but if you're listening to this and you want to find out more, go to www.modernmoneylab, or one word, dot, .org.au and you'll find uh, a link to the courses on the homepage and there's also a page forward slash courses which will tell you everything you need to know and you can on that page you can fill in a very short expression of interest form it's not an application it's just letting us know that you might be keen later on and you can also download um, a brochure which will tell you uh, more about the subjects and we'll be in touch once you fill out that form um, you'll get an email from Stephen and uh, we'll let you know all the information and keep you in the loop. You can also find on that site, if you look uh, carefully enough, uh, uh, a recording of Con interviewing another fund manager called Warren Mosley. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and again, that's really interesting. As I said, mm. it's all Walter Wife. So Warren, who was at the, you know, the, the godfather, I guess, of this, he was a bond trader running a hedge fund. And so mm. you, you see, whether it's an activist, policy makers, people wanting to expand their learning, right across. I think this is a course that will challenge and open your mind. And if you go on Modern Money Lab and look at the, the, the courses that we've put together and the people who are writing, they're really a broad range of courses. Mm. From how to read, how to think about economic literature, expanding the various views. Uh, as I said, this is this is... I hate using this word, but I love it. It's cool. It's going to be really, really cool. And it's going to help cool. yeah. people understand the real world as opposed mm. to a narrow view of the world that we constantly get. Mm. Yeah. Now, Con, you have a son who's interested in this stuff too, don't you? He's not. Um, he's just about to start uni next year? Yeah, he's year 12. And, yeah. and interestingly, you know, last week, as we know, the RBA had the whole... Um, you know, let's increase rates. And, and of mm. course, the current curriculum, kind of, oh, if you increase rates, you can control inflation. You can control inflation, you bring it down, that's why rates. And I get a test message from him, and he goes, that's not right. And I went, oh, <laughs> here we go. This is now opening up Pandora's box. And, of course, he goes and says that to his teacher, who's a very good, really good teacher, really passionate. But this is a mm. good example. It's it's the indoctrination starts early, mm. and the lack yeah. of um, width right it's a very mm. narrow church what's being taught yeah. a very yeah. very narrow set of objectives what economics mm. is taught and i think it's important that the kids the students and those who take our courses this will expand you to think mm. and yeah. and that's a good thing thinking is is good for you our messages um, are, 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 are these things are, are more complicated than people imagine sometimes uh with interest rates going up sometimes they can put downward pressure on inflation. Sometimes, sometimes it goes the other way. It depends on a whole variety of, mm. of factors like the state of financial markets and uh, mm. balance sheets. And uh, Warren uh, has made the point down the years that particularly in some countries where there is a lot of uh, government debt uh, already out there in the market, eventually higher interest rates can be inflationary as far as demand mm. is concerned because they lead to a... a, a a fiscal stimulus effectively because it's a bigger transfer over time of, of cash from the from the government to the private sector but on the yeah. on the uh, on the deficits and surpluses side where they're all talking about budget repair and yeah. moving the government budget to uh, to to surplus they ignore the fact that if you average out 
all the high income countries for as, as many years in the past you want to go. On average, they run a deficit every single year. Mm. And there's a good reason for that, because the private sector needs to run a surplus. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and what's fascinating is, again, when I did economics, I did all the classics. I did a mm. bit of that ISLM, aggregate demand, aggregate supply, a little bit of Keynes. So there's a, there's a sort of neoclassical Keynes. What happens here, we then move to a post-Keynesian world, and we have Minsky and private debt and the instability of private debt. We move into the wind godlies of the world, the sceptral balances. We add the MMT approach to how deficits are really surpluses, mm-hmm. how the plumbing of it, how it can or cannot be financed, as the way tax works, what yeah. interest rate policy means. Then we take it into the modern era, and that is that as we decarbonize in this world, as we yeah. have to move into a world that we are relying on a lot less hydrocarbons, this is a non-linear event. How do we finance that? How do we set policies for that? What does that mean? But then there's yeah. a broader thing. What does it mean for the ecological environment? It's not just carbon. What does it mean for the planet? What are we using? What are we taking out of the planet? What are we putting yeah. back in? This is a lot of stuff and interesting. Mm. It's quite real world based. It's yeah. not hardcore tech. So, you know, my quant background, it's not an easy formula, right? You have to mm-hmm. you have to do the work on this. And mm-hmm. what does it mean to be the good, lead a good life? What does it mean to have a good planet? What does it mean to have a sustainable world? Mm. These are the issues hopefully our students will come out with and be challenged by some of the yeah. teaching. And that's good. Yeah. And, and that's I think so important. That- there's a whole, there's a generation of students in Adelaide, at, at least, that are going on into their careers now who've been taught by Stephen at the University of Adelaide. And, um, you know, uh, a fair few of them have contacted contacted us and are interested in postgraduate study. Um, so, you know, they'll get a taste and hopefully it can lead to something bigger. It That's does. Great. And what I love, the online nature, it's also global. So mm-hmm. the problems that we're addressing are not just local, they are globally applicable yeah. uh, whether, um, in terms of MMT, in terms of ecological constraints, in terms of how we think about the world, in terms of policies, in terms of looking at different, uh, different sort of versions of economics, in terms of how to read the literature. So this is, this is going to, it applies any, it doesn't matter whether you're in Botswana, Netherlands, Greece, Australia, the US, you're going to get a, a pretty rich set of ideas in this yeah. course, particularly yeah. if you come out with a master's degree, if you take the time, you're mm. going to have a pretty good idea of how things work. But mm. moreover, you're going to challenge the status quo. Yes. Which I notice That's... when you do challenge the status quo, I mean, I'm going to use my rock background. <laughs> it's like the Sex Pistols. They're going to they're gonna do a Sex Pistols Ramones three-minute song. It's going to challenge the old... And it'll it'll knock them out a bit, and that's good. Mm. Now, hopefully, yeah. we get more of these people doing this, and they start working in finance or in government or in activists yes. or in policy or in mm-hmm. teaching. We've got to start somewhere, and this is why this course is important. We yeah. want, you know, let us. We got a few. We need a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> You've reminded me, Con, of uh, oh, nearly ten years ago now, after I did a talk that uh, went up on YouTube. Uh, one of the first uh, times I was in contact with Stephanie, she said, we're going to change the world. And I said, you're going to change the world. We'll help. (laughs) And 
she she said no we're a team and and that's right we need lots of players in this team and we, what we're trying to do is recruit more exactly yes. we need lots of players and you know if you look at modern like stephanie's you know kindly agreed there's fidel that we, we are going to tap into a really rich subset of great thinkers who are yes. not in the mainstream and i want to call it alternative economics or heterodox i want to call it real world who will who will basically say this is how we think the world works come with us on the journey and see mm. if you think you can come out the other side thinking the same way yeah real cool. world's good yes um i remember phil saying it at some stage uh, when he's introducing people to the concept of ecological limits and planetary boundaries and people want to push back at that and he says well don't argue with me you have to argue with the physics department you know yeah. these these are not things that you can actually get it get around yeah and and look the path from when we are today to a world that's relying on not relying on carbons is it it's non-linear it has to be policy driven has to be human behavior driven Mm -hmm. Hopefully, there's some technology and innovation as well, but you can't just rely on that. You've got to rely on all the facets because now there's some serious problems here that we're, that we're going to we're coming up against with climate change, yeah. but other mm -hmm. issues. And as mm -hmm. I said, this course will help you think about the broader sets and how we should adopt some of this. And and what I I'm not going to use the word I warn you, but it'll challenge. <laughs> people who do this course will be challenged by it, but in a good mm. way. It'll challenge mm -hmm. their thinking. Like, yeah. obviously, mine, you would classic, you would classify me as the classic centrist type, right, who's embraced MMT and, and worried about the ecological constraints. You know, this is going to be challenging, this course, because it, it's going to take you down paths that you probably mm. never thought about and how you're going to figure this out. That's good. Yeah. And you That's might have to think. is about. You might have to think again about, you know, what, uh, how you imagine the future will be in 10, 20, 30 years from now and what, kind, what kinds of lives we might be able to live. Um, obviously, nobody knows what, what innovations will come along, but, um, yeah, uh, a lot of things will, will probably need to change and a lot of things will change for the better too. I'm, yep. I'm really hopeful about that. We particularly need to challenge the mainstream view that, there's no problem as far as ecological limits are concerned. You can just do what you like there. We, we live in an in, on an inexhaustible planet which can process a, a, a limitless amount of waste. But the problem is we're going to run out of dollars. Yeah. 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 All, exactly of, the all of this course opposite. is going to hit you with this. The other thing, too, is there's uh, look, one of the um, just off memory. There's inequality, how, how the addresses of that there's questions on international markets, mm -hmm. um, some, a unit on just so you can get your qualitative skills up, up and running, how to read something, sort of literature, economic literature. This is, this, is, this is a degree that when you come out of this, you will be able to think in the economic, finance, ecological world and be fairly conversant on what's happening. If you have yeah. that more, and if you get excited, go off and do a PhD with us. That, yes. that, that'll be great. If you're scared of the quantitative side, you can just dip your toe in the water and do a graduate certificate and avoid it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but absolutely and right. We, we're going to have the, the inequality subject at the moment. We, we plan to have someone we chatted to only last week, Dirk Entz. Yes. He's going to write and teach that for us. 
We have uh, an econometrician that I've worked with for years called Sonado Nukic, who's going to, going to do the quantitative subjects for us. And then mainly the more ecological ones, Phil, who is Australia's leading ecological economist. And we can certainly mm -hmm. say that now Robert Costanza has uh, emigrated. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to, um, since there's only one applicant, I'm going to handle most of the money and finance subject. Yeah. So that's how we're going to start off. But with the support, uh, marvellous support we've had from Fadel, Fadel Kaboob and Stephanie Kelton as well, for which yes. we are enormously grateful. Yeah. 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 This will, this will, as I said, this, hopefully this degree is a start of changing, getting people aware that there is a world outside sort of the current narrow thinking. And, mm -hmm. and actually, I, I'm disappointed that the establishment hasn't taken this up. But then this is why we exist, why we did mm -hmm. Modern Money Lab, why we're yeah. offering these courses and why we think there's a, a fantastic market for students to pick this up. And I, I, we don't care if you're 18 or 80. This will yeah. keep you. This will keep you motivated to think, and therefore yeah. engage in the current debate that's out there. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, and definitely useful for people in the European Union as well. Um, um, MMT doesn't just apply to non um, non European Union countries. There's so much to to learn from that. And like you were saying, um, Con about. You know the situation with Greece. People bring that up quite a lot. It's it's um, it's one of a really fascinating case study about how things can go go really badly. Uh, and then you've also got like a case study like Japan, where where that the Japan is you know behaves in a way that is really contra to what most people understand about you know the the neoclassical um, economic outlook and. Uh, people bring that up as a good example of of if you want to understand mmt um japan is a really interesting um economy to study do you have any You're thoughts right on japan? that? japan's what broke me japan yeah. is what probably finally tilted me over to mmt and, yeah. and what are the lessons one interest rates are a policy choice mm -hmm. and a debt deficit I mean, I mean, I, I, I have lived through Japan from 90s to today. Oh, my God, it's 50. Oh, my God, it's 100. It's 150, mm -hmm. 200. Mm -hmm. And yet, look where their interest rate is. No, They're Japan still controlling their bond yields now. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. It's a policy choice. There's no mm. hyperinflation. In fact, GDP per capita with a shrinking population is actually okay, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the whole nominal return versus the quality of life um, they have a very good health system. I've spent a lot of time in Japan. It's a fascinating place. And it's probably one of the reasons that, that broke me because as a as someone who started off in fixed income, I've been bearish Japanese JGB 10 years since they were 4%. Well, wrong. <laughs> right? Wrong, wrong, wrong to three, wrong to two, wrong to one, wrong to zero. <laughs> and, and this is, this is again, think about the plumbing and this mm. is what this course will teach it will teach about the plumbing how deficits work how they're financed yeah. how yeah. modern society can choose to either not issue a bond or issue a bond then drain back what's the whole concept of reserves you know it, it mm. for nerds like me it's, it's actually a really nice way to understand how the system evolves and it's a real world of the system it's not pretend 
You mm. know, the Bank of England had a blog once where they broke down the loanable theory of funds, and I remember getting smacked a long time ago on Twitter on that. And so, you know, we are starting to see it being embraced, and, and that's good. And this is what this yeah. course will help people do. Yeah. Absolutely. If we could afford you, we'd have you teaching on the subjects, Con, but we can't afford you, so, <laughs> so we'll have to do it instead. Absolutely. We're nearly out of now. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, to everyone listen to this, I want everyone to look at this. We are cheerleading unashamedly un, un, uh, because we really do think this will make a difference. And that's why I got involved. And many times I know I've said to both of you, this is really important and, and we've got to make this work. And please, anyone listening, if you have a, an inclination, apply, try a few courses, because I think this is going to get you onto the path of understanding how the world works in economics and ecological. And You'll become such an asset wherever you work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Con, I, I, we're over our 30 minutes, but I, I just wanted to ask, um, uh, because I think people out there um, would, would be interested to know, do you have any thoughts on what the future of cryptocurrency is? I think digital currency uh, via central bank or as, um, sovereign nations is separate. I think the current Bitcoin, crypto, Ethereum, it's burning a lot of power. Mm. into a system that I don't understand, that's not regulated, that's yep. a plaything for speculation. I, yep. I don't see any good in it, right? It's a and distraction. I don't think we should be wasting energy in this world mm. on gambling on a digital Ponzi scheme, basically. Yeah, yeah. And our message is that uh, the narrative you hear from uh, people who, who dabble in these things is, is precisely the wrong way around. They talk about fiat currencies not being backed by anything. When they are, they're backed by tax liabilities. I mean, we have to get the Australian dollar because we need it to pay our taxes. Mm. Uh, and they pretend as though these cryptocurrencies are backed by something. They're nobody's financial liability. Nobody guarantees to convert them into anything at all, in most cases anyway. Uh, it's, it's precisely the other way around. It's the cryptocurrencies yeah. that have no backing. The fiat mm -hmm. currencies have the legal system. That's right. <laughs> the taxation. Taxation gives it the circulation. The other thing, too, the scarcity of it, uh, I really worry that if that does get mainstream, the scarcity of it almost makes us a quasi-gold back. Mm -hmm. And those ups and downs lead to deflation, inflation, which has got nothing to do with the real-world economy, and that is yeah. not what we want. Yeah. So, in short, avoid, 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 avoid. Well, you can make money if you're if you're prepared to take lots of risks. They, they go up and down a lot, don't they? Let's not give I advice. I can't give or, personal or, advice, but yeah, not in my top one Good eye. Well, we're marvelous. And, and we I are just so thrilled. Before we finish, let me yep. just say, because Gabby, you you did a lot of MMT in this show, Gabby. You you have learned a heck of a lot more that uh, modern monetary theory than you imagine. Amongst other things, you referred to Greece, and I just wanted to give a plug to our last show with Dirk Entz, because one of the things Dirk spoke to us about was how come Greece uh, had a funding crisis in 2012, but didn't have a funding crisis in 2021. And there is an MNT explanation 
of that, which we went through with Dirk on that show. And it just goes to show how our perspective allows you to understand a lot of things in a relatively simple way, mm. which sometimes neoclassical economists, as I used to be, don't understand because, to quote Keynes, they've had their heads fuddled for years and years with nonsense. Well, I think yeah. the MMT post-Keynesians were much far ahead on the thinking of the euro and the issues it would create mm. than anyone mm. else, which, which took mm. it more as a political than a financial political decision. So, yeah. again, MMT was way ahead on that and actually had a better idea. The other thing is MMT is actually really good on money. This is mm. the other thing people, from a finance, someone who works there, MMT is actually really good on the macro and the money mm. side of this, mm. which people tend to forget, and the whole real world constraints and how you should be thinking about it. Again, it's it's this is this is good this is good learning. Yeah, we are so excited that you're working with us, Con. Um, Con is a director of Modern Money Lab as well as the as Stephen and uh, Elaine and Damien who we, we're a team of five at the moment uh, with, oh, and Phil as well, team of six. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> Don't forget Phil. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, and we uh, we have regular catch-ups and we are powering forward with, with this project, which is uh, to offer you these amazing, brilliant courses. And just so that everybody knows, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to um, Torrens will be accepting formal applications from around the middle of July and the courses will be starting in September. And we're also going to have an online launch and we've got a pencil, pencil this date in your diaries. It'll be, I think, the 16th of July in, if you're in Australia and the 15th if you're in the US. Is that right? That's right. 16th of July in the morning in Australia, 15th of July in the US. If you are across Asia or Europe, you might not want to attend because it'll be the middle of the night, although I'll be in England attending in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, uh, we will uh, record it and send it to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that will be very exciting. And we'll have Con and all of our team online. And hopefully we'll have some special guests as well. And we'll be able to answer all of your questions. And yeah, um, we're very excited to um, get these courses up and running. And we've still got a little bit of accreditation work to do, but we're pretty much... Um... We don't have any accreditation work to do. It's just a committee meeting. The Torrens, uh, the Torrens uh, media release is effectively a, a an announcement that the courses will go ahead in September. There's, there's no doubt. So yeah. we're, we're all celebrating and uh, we look forward to, um, to more and more people applying. And if you're one of them, we'd love to see you. Absolutely. Come on, students. And who's on next week? Gabby? Uh, next week, we'll be talking to Professor Matthew Rimmer. Um, he's an expert in the right to repair and intellectual property law. And he's from the University of Queensland, Queensland University of Technology. Um, and they, this is very relevant, of course, to the, the idea of ecological boundaries and the, the, the way that we need to um, uh, stop using things that that uh, are coming straight out of the ground and start using things that we've already used to make to to have more of a circular economy and i know that um the circular economy is never going to be perfect but it can be a lot better than it is and the right to repair is a big part of that Excellent. so and then um our final episode for this season we'll be talking to fidel 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so thank our you. first will be our last one. Yeah, thank you very much, Con, for, for chatting to us tonight. It's been a great pleasure and we will see you all next week. Well, pleasure's Thanks, all. Con. Thank you.